So today the Rebbe is going to start addressing the actual questions that were written about Chiyas HaMesim. And the first thing we're going to address what is the forcing us to say that Chiyas HaMesim is going to be Neshama Beguf? What's the advantage? What's the good thing, the benefit of such an arrangement? Now, if you see that the Rebbe points out that there's a little star, and the Rebbe points to a footnote. In that footnote, the Rebbe addresses a very important Nikuda. And that is that the Chazal tell us a story of a blind man and somebody that couldn't walk. That's in regards to punishment, that they wanted to take something from somebody so the blind person ca- carries the one that can't walk and the one that can't walk directs the blind person and together they do what they need to do. In other words, shutvim, partners, sometimes the two of them, they get the reward together and the punishment together. That being the case, so there's a very, very famous answer why you need to have tchiyas ameisim beguf, because the body, at the end of the day, did the mitzvah with the neshama. And it's not right that the body should not get the benefit of the reward. So seemingly it's a very simple answer as to why is tchiyas ameisim neshama beguf. Says the Rebbe, that's not a good enough answer. Because for that nekuda, you could say like this, that for a little bit, the neshama will come down to the guf. But right afterwards, it'll leave the guf behind. It already got its little reward. And then go to the ultimate reward, neshama is without gufim. The fact that you're telling me that the ultimate reward is neshama is big gufim, that means there's a certain maila kishela atzma. There's a certain intrinsic maila of the neshama dafka being beguf, not just to reward the guf, because if it was just to reward the guf, we could have done that at the beginning of the tkufa and left it behind. So what is the benefit and what is the idea behind tchiyas ameisim dafka neshama is beguf? <clears throat> so says the Rebbe, tchiyas ameisim really incorporates two important nekudas. Aleph, it's a level in which a person reaches his shleimus, his completion. It's also a time where he gets the reward for serving the Abishter. Now they're really one and the same. In other words, the ultimate schar is when a person reaches their shleimus. The person is built, and Noilam Haza is built, that we are constantly growing and going up steps on the ladder in our search, in our, in our attaining our Shleimus. And how do we do that? Through Torah and Mitzvahs. Now, a person on his own, cannot reach the Shleimus. But the Abishter set up the world in a very interesting way. That when you do your part, 
the Abishter will then take his hand and uplift you to the places which are beyond the effort that you put in. Like Chazal tell us in Yuma, Odem Mekadish Atzmei Ma'at Mumato you do a little bit and then the Abishter will do the rest like the famous story of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa where the Abishter t- told him you put your hand on the rock he wanted to bring a heavy rock to Yerushalayim and he couldn't you do your part he put his hand in and then the Malachim came and they brought the whole rock to Eretz Yisrael the idea is that the Abishter set it up in a way in the Lashon of Hasidis, that there's Isarusa de la Eila, the Abishter empowers us to do our Avoido. Then you have Isarusa de la Sato, which means that we do our Avoido. And that causes the Abishter to bring us Isarusa de Leila to a place which is beyond our Shlemus. <clears throat> now, what is Schar? Schar is giving someone something that he wants or benefits from. If you get rewarded with something that's not good for you, it's not a reward. So schar, in essence, is giving the person something that it's worth working for. Now, what's considered good schar? What's considered a better schar? The more benefit you can get, the bigger that schar is for you. That's, in essence, the way we measure schar based on the benefit that it's good for that person. If I give you a million dollars, but you're in a country where they don't accept dollars, mm-hmm. and the dollars are worthless, so it's not a reward. It has to be something that you can benefit from. And the Rebbe gives a muscle. And that is a dogma. The Rebbe gives three people that get schar. One person works on a farm, he works in the store, and in, because of that, he gets food and he gets clothes. His boss gives him nyonim gashmim. Okay. Then you have a Talmud that he has a very choshev erov, Rosh Hashiva, Rebbe. And he is zoyche to be mishamish, this tzaddik. And in that schos, the tzaddik learns with him. So he's getting ruchnius. He's getting growth in ruchnius. It's another schar. And then there's another third schar. Imagine that because you work or you with the tzaddik, the tzaddik not only does he learn with you, he actually tells you your what your neshama came down here for, and enables you to reach your tachlis. That's the ultimate reward that he's allowing you. He's helping you. He's enabling you to reach your of your tachlis. That's the ultimate thing. <coughs> Ruchnius is obviously greater than Gashmius. So being taught by the tzaddik is obviously of greater reward than getting paid in the store. That's it's much more real. It's Ruchni. And on top of that, so in teaching you how to attain the ultimate, eternal life, showing you how to attain your tachlis, that's the ultimate thing. So, based on this, the more benefit, the bigger the schar. 
Now, what's good? There's things that we understand are good, and there are a lot of dargis and things we don't understand. But what's the common denominator? The tzad shava, that the guf or the nefesh benefits from it. Now, if it's all about your benefit, our guf and even our nefesh, to a certain extent, are limited. We're all created from the Abishter, we're all Nivroyim, and we're all limited. So if it's all about our benefit, so then it's going to be limited, because we are limited. So anything that could fit in our box is by definition a limited Inyan. Now what happens, however, when you do a mitzvah? When you do a mitzvah, what's the schar? The schar is the connection that you have with the Abishter. Right now, you've accessed Bli Gvul. Can you imagine a Nivra Baal a human finite limited being, can now have a relationship with the infinite? That's something which is unbelievable. It's beyond words. It's beyond understanding. And that's the true pirush of what it says, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. The Schar of the Mitzvah is not the fruit that you're going to get and the Olam Haba you're going to get. You're selling yourself cheap if you're doing a mitzvah and thinking about Olam Haba. The ultimate schar of the mitzvah is the fact that you now have connection to the bleak wool of the Abishter. And that, and that is the ultimate, that is the purpose, and that is the ultimate shleimos that a person is trying to attain and reach is the dveikos and the connection that he can have with the bleak wolf with the Kaddish Baruch.